This is the Introvert's Bubble with Anang of Courageous Creativity, telling introvert stories, pushing ourselves to have more adventures and misadventures and to grow. Living life how we need it. As always, rating the podcast on any apps you listen to is always appreciated. Hey guys, so this is going to be the last interview of this season and I wanted to be someone special that I actually have known for years. So I have Sarah from Exo Sarah. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. And so I have known you for years because actually I learned how to blog better from you when your first iteration of uh, what you teach was uh, yes. Badass Babes. Is that what yeah. It? Oh man, that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I actually went and I actually have some of the conversations we had like, in the group Save Still, yeah. which oh, was I from that. from Google Hangout. I didn't even realize I had it saved. They were just kind of off on the same thing. I, I kind of forgot Google Hangouts didn't get completely shut down. Yeah. And so you now have, like you, you slightly shifted from when that was years ago to now you still do coaching, you do digital products, you teach Instagram, and you podcast yes. as well, which believe me, I'll, when I heard you started your podcast, like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect to start podcasting. I think maybe in that group that you were in, someone asked me, maybe it was you, um, if I would ever start a podcast. And I was like, mm, no, that doesn't really interest me. And then last year, um, toward the end of the year, I was like, do I need to start a podcast? And then I just kept thinking about it. And then, yeah, in January, I launched a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's just sometimes being able to talk things out, explain things, whether you're teaching or telling a story, it's just so much easier. That's how I learned how to do it, which people don't quite realize because I partially why you're on this episode with me because you're also an introvert. And yes. you do podcasting, you do coaching, you do all these things mm -hmm. that are facing like with video and everything else. You do it so well. So how did you do so well with getting to that? Because I mean, for some of us as introverts, we're all kind of like, uh, I don't want to show myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, pass. Um, I started, well, I started doing video pre, uh, like pre Instagram, pre Periscope, um, pre YouTube being really big. So it was just me with a camera in my living room and I was recording and posting videos to my blog. So I did that a few times. They were terrible. Um, they took me a really long time to record. I had a really hard time like getting the words out, feeling comfortable on camera. That was probably, I want to say like 2013, 2012, somewhere in there. So I have had a lot of practice to get up to this point. And when things like Periscope started, I put it off for a while because I was like, do I really need to do this? Let's, let's wait and see if it actually um, like becomes popular. And it did. And so I remember I just one day I was like, I, I need to do this. I'm going to do a live. I'm just going to get through the first one and see what happens. And I was like sweating the whole time. Um, someone told me to speak slower because I was like so nervous. I was talking really, really fast. But doing that, kind of forcing myself to do it, and then doing it over and over again made it so much easier. So now I can go live without thinking about it. Um, I'm on co coaching calls all week long. I'm doing the podcast. So it was 
kind of forcing myself to get into it because I knew it would be beneficial and then being awkward for a really long time until I started to feel comfortable and kind of get a flow for um, showing up on video and speaking. Oh my God, I completely forgot about Periscope. I, I did that right? for a while too. <laughs> and I feel like I, I liked it better, especially when it came to the beginning of doing video because it was all, you have hearts coming out. Not not many people like would post things to you. And yeah. so you're too busy doing what you're doing to like notice like, oh, someone asked me a question. I'm still talking and you're kind of like, it went too fast. Oh no, I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't set up like things are today where it's, it's easier to speak for a while and then go back and answer questions. Um, it was more like in the moment live and, and set up for you to be responding nonstop, which is very challenging when you're trying to actually focus and like get your point across. Yeah. Which is kind of different with face or Instagram. I guess Facebook live too, because you can see the comments a lot better and it stays up longer. Well, before it was just kind of like, it was there. You can come back to it later kind of thing. They wanted you to be live while wherever Instagram is, is like they want people to interact. They want you to stay yeah. on longer. So you have to, what they want you to do is interact even when you're doing lives or just doing regular video. Yeah. And so how did you decide on what topic you were going to do for your podcast? Um, my podcast came from all of the questions I was fielding from my audience. So I had, um, a lot of questions that I had already turned into blog posts and then just questions coming in through Instagram, um, or through my coaching calls. And I realized that there was, there was pieces of the puzzle that I could share a little bit more easily by talking through them. And I had also been listening some, to some other podcasts where they were saying things like, uh, having a podcast doubled my business, having a podcast tripled my business. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm into experimenting. Let's see what happens. And it's only been, what, 10 months now? So I haven't <laughs> doubled or tripled my business yet. Um, but it definitely has grown my audience and grown my reach. Um, and I've had quite a few people listen to my podcast, um, get a good understanding for what it's like to learn from me and work with me and then turn into customers or students in my courses and uh, students in my coaching program. Yeah, I've, I have noticed that, but yes, blogging, people are like, well, blogging could be, I think blogging's dead. And I'm like, it's not really because... <laughs> Honestly, for me, my blog is just kind of a catch-all. We're kind of like, whatever you see out in the world, everything comes back to the blog. As in, like, if you need yes. information, it's here. Do you want this product? It's here. You want my freebie? It's here. Like, everything comes here to this main hub. Though my podcast does get a lot of listens. I get a lot of my stuff through there. It's not where all the information is. Like, the, the most important stuff, the most detailed things. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. People say blogging is dead, but I'm still posting to my blog. It's more podcast episodes now. Um, but I, you're right. I'm taking um, Instagram posts or emails and then putting them in as blog posts. So yeah, your blog is a great spot to just kind of have everything. Um, and it makes like an archive for you as well, which is really nice. So 
you know, I get people DMing me and they'll say, oh, I downloaded this thing or I saw this blog post a really long time ago. Do you still have that? And I'm like, I have no idea. And I go into my own blog and search for things and they're all in there. So yeah, it's a great spot to just kind of like contain everything you do. Yes. Okay. So how did you decide to transition? Because we started off, yes, you had more online courses and with like the badass babes that turn into uh, kind of dare to grow now. Yes. Okay. I was like, okay, I know there's another dare to something, <laughs> but one was free. One was the e-courses and I couldn't remember all of a sudden. <laughs> yes. And you started off with more e-courses that had some coaching to it. Do you still mm-hmm. do more coaching or you do more e-courses or do you do combine them? I do them combined. So some of my courses are um, self-paced, um, but I'm actually... I'm not sure when this episode is going live, but it will probably, well, do you have a date for it? <laughs> and then I'll tell you a secret. <laughs> well, actually, your episode is going to be coming out next week. Okay, that's perfect. I will tell you my secret then. Um, I am taking all of my courses and putting them into a membership. So instead of paying $199, $249, $197 and buying each course separately, you are going to be able to join the membership for one monthly fee and you will get access to, uh, I think there's five courses in there. And then I am going to be doing monthly coaching calls twice a month. And there's a Facebook community. So that is going to be launching on the 26th of this month. So it'll be right after this episode comes out, which is quite perfect. So I am doing another shift in my business because I want my my educational courses to be available and accessible to as many people as possible. So instead of having to buy a bunch of things, you're going to get everything in one spot and then you'll also get the coaching on top of it so that I can make sure more of my students are getting through the lessons, understanding how to implement them and getting results. So top secret, I haven't told anybody except my very small mastermind group. So you guys get you guys get to hear the secret first. <laughs> Ooh, that'll be exciting. Yeah, because this is your, I wanted the last interview of the season to be kind of like, woo, big person. <laughs> yes, so, and now you get special surprise. <laughs> I, love, I love surprises. I love secrets. Um, so how did you get yourself into coaching? Like the idea yeah. of actually being in charge and you have to do the talking, you have to answer, ask the right questions, you have to just, that stuff to me feels a little overwhelming, I think mostly because I like to just work alone. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I totally understand. I'm very introverted and I definitely need downtime after I do zoom calls and do coaching. Um, but I started with text chats. So this was like, I want to say 2014 and I would do a Google group and then I could open up a text chat. And so Everybody was just texting each other and I would answer questions, ask questions, coach that way. So I, I did it in a really um, like introvert friendly way. I could have done video calls, but I, as an introvert was like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> that doesn't sound like fun. This is an option. So it's going to be a no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it just sounded exhausting. And so I started with, you know, something that felt good to me. And then I started doing, um, I moved into Facebook groups and I started doing live coaching. So I was on video, but all of my students 
were texting and responding in comments and I was coaching that way. Now everyone's on video. I've gone all the way in. Um, I started doing that last year actually. So I waited a really long time. Um, but I just got to the point where I wanted to be on video. I wanted my students to be on video. I wanted that interaction. Um, so I kind of just built myself up to it to the point that I was really comfortable on video because I'd been doing periscopes and then Instagram live and Instagram stories. Um, so it felt like a, like a smaller transition than just deciding to do coaching and going straight in for everyone on video. That would have been, you know, it's just, it's, it's part of the deal. I don't work in an office cause I have no interest in working in an office, which means I'm at home. My dogs are at home and they make noise sometimes, which is actually kind of helpful for people to see that, you know, to hear that on podcasts or to see that on my stories or my lives so that when they get into coaching calls with me, they understand that my dogs are going to probably make some noise and be annoying and I'm going to be like throwing treats during the call. So if your animals or your kids show up during the calls, that's totally fine. Like I am not perfect and I don't expect anyone else to be perfect. And I think that's part of what makes my relationship with my students really comfortable. And um, I don't know, I think it builds a, le a level of trust as well. Yeah. And I feel like with the opening and the more acceptance of people working from home, people, the idea of what professional is, has loosened. Yes. Before yes. this kind of like, if, if you even hear a step of possibly a child in the vicinity of your camera, like, it's like, oh my God, that's so rude and awful. You're so unprofessional. Now it's kind of like, yeah. oh my God, your kids are alive. You're doing good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. How did you know how you wanted to build your life around like working from home, building a business and stuff mm. like that? Because I feel like for me, I, I like to push a lot of introverts. Like you really like build a life around what you want your life to be like, which is if you want to be home a lot, you want to be left alone a lot, you might need to have a business. You might need to have a hustle. You might need to find something that allow you to be home more and be away from people. Yeah. So I was originally working in a newsroom when I lived in Michigan and I started out my job there kind of in the corner where I could turn off the overhead lights. And so it was dark and quiet. And my coworker who sat behind me was like chill and quiet as well. So I was like able to sit down and do all my work by myself the way I like to. And then they moved me into the middle of a newsroom, which if you've never been in a newsroom before, it is loud. There is running, yelling. It's just constant like noise and chatter. And there are 5,000 TVs. I had a TV on my desk along with two monitors and there's a row of TVs on the wall. So there's just like constant noise. Um, and I just, I couldn't deal with it. Luckily I was doing web design for the station and I had done some freelancing before. So I was able to take that, use my blog, build a freelance business and leave that job. So I knew that being in an office or being in a newsroom was really not going to work for me. And, you know, I had the skills to be able to take that and create a business of my own, which was so good for my little introvert soul. Yeah. The idea of like, I, I felt like my heart rate probably went up a little bit when you started talking <laughs> about that room you're in. I'm like, oh my God, that sounds yeah. awful. <laughs> it's too much, way too much. 
Yeah. So you do great working from home. Like you have, you get, you get your own space. You get to figure out when you want your time off. You get to go to the grocery store when no one else is around. Yes. <laughs> the, dogs, the dogs can get to go out more often because you are home. You're not in traffic. You're not trying to get places and do other things when they're actually open and you're not available. Yeah. It's so nice. Um, just to be able to make my own schedule and to have days where like I usually schedule Monday and Friday with no meetings, no zoom calls, nobody's going to bug me or expect anything from me. And that really helps me to kind of have a balance. And then uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday is when I schedule meetings, interviews, zoom calls with my students. That's when I have my coaching calls. Um, and right now I have one on Saturday, but that's only for 12 weeks. So it's not too bad. Um, but yeah, having those two days off at the beginning and end of the week is very helpful for me to have a little bit of that complete alone time and space for myself. Yeah, that, that's definitely, I love being able to rearrange things. Like for me, Mondays are all my administrative love stuff, but yeah. I actually, I work some Sundays only because I want an excuse of like, oh, I can't go see you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I may only work that for like an hour. That is a convenient excuse. <laughs> I know. I may only be like, I'm just going to empty my email box and answer a few things. And it may only take me an hour or two, but it's kind of like, I'm working. <laughs> yeah. And people don't, if you're like, I just want to sit at home alone and do my own thing. That's not an acceptable excuse for most people. So yeah, I totally get Using yes. work on the weekends to get your own alone time. Yes. So I just I just gave out a secret, but most people who are listening to this podcast are like, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not anyone in my family who would be kind of like, did you lie about that to me? No. <laughs> so, so how do you see your business building? Are you kind of, are you, are you happy where, I'm, I'm sure you're happy where you are because you, you sound like you are, but. Yeah. <laughs> are you like excited for trying other things in the future? Are you trying to build other things into, cause like you really push into teaching Instagram and stuff like that. But after a while, like, are there any other things that you're excited about? Yeah, I'm so right now I'm in the middle of doing this transition into running just the membership and then my digital product coaching program that that will still be separate um, so yeah, I'm excited. I think my schedule is going to feel a little bit more um, automated and systematized, which I really like. I don't know if that's an introvert quality, but I like to know like Tuesdays I do this, Wednesdays I do this. And so that will have um, a nice effect on systematizing my marketing and my coaching schedule. So I'm really excited about just having like a chill I mean, my business is usually pretty chill, but the I'm always focused on making it more chill, more stress-free, um, and really enjoying my entire day and not having things in my business that I don't want to do. So I take all of those things and I either stop doing them, transition it to something that I enjoy, or hire somebody to take over that. So like editing my podcast, I was not interested in listening to myself speak every single week <laughs> and my podcast episodes are short but hiring that out was amazing because that was something that I hated doing yeah honestly some people don't don't even realize a good I say about 
half of my podcast episodes aren't even edited at all. But it's like, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've done it enough times. I know how to lead the people. I know how to like break things off. So I don't, there's not really going to be any need to edit anything out for the most part. Yeah. And that's kind of nice because I, yes, I don't like listening to myself every once in a while. I'm kind of, yeah. I'll hire that out. But for, I do hire things out. Like I don't like, which is the funniest thing because I took a class with this for you. Um, I don't like blogging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why I have so many podcasts. I have two different podcasts. So every episode gets, uh, I have someone else take the episode and write it into a blog post. They create all my graphics. Yeah. They do all my descriptions for like my podcast show notes, uh, general stuff for that I need to add into all my social media. And then I add my personal stuff. And so that just takes so much off my hands because for me, it's like, it's just, I love the blogging. I love the putting everything there. And that's a very important spot, but I'm like, I don't want to write, which is very funny because I'm mm-hmm. writing a book. I'm like, I don't like writing this, but I want to write that. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the perks of working from home is you can really be picky about the things you like. And if you're finding things that need to happen, there's always someone that you can hire to just take over those annoying pieces of the the puzzle. Yes. And that's what gets so many people don't realize. It doesn't even have to be for a business. Someone can take care of your laundry for you. Someone can get your grocery store, like going to the grocery store for you. Like there's so many different services out there that you don't want to do it. You don't. Yeah. Like I, we just got our second dog, um, like two months ago. And I immediately went and bought a robot vacuum because I was like, I am not taking care of this dog hair anymore. Not happening. Um, So yeah, that's one of the things that I actually talked on my podcast about um, is simplifying things in your life if you are having trouble making time for your business or your side hustle. Sometimes it's not always about simplifying everything you're doing in your business. It's about looking at the things in your life that just end up piling up. And laundry is definitely one of those for me as well. (laughs) Yeah. So for me, it's dishes, but I live with a few other people and one person refuses to ever do dishes. And we're lucky they make it to the kitchen with this sometimes. So I'm kind of like, yep, we're hiring for that. That's the worst. That's another problem with working from home is like, I am in my kitchen looking at the dishes right now and it's, it, uh, it takes a lot of self-control to not stop working in the middle of the day and then start cleaning things. I only do yeah. that if I need like a moment, like some downtime, but like to still feel productive. Yeah. And it doesn't help for me because I have, I have the main business and I have, as of right now, four other side hustles going at the same time. So my, my, my mind's kind of like, well, I can work on this. I can work on that. Yeah. So more money yep. now. It's like, but the business is what the important, most important thing is to me. The podcasts are like, yes, this makes more money, but I don't want this side hustle for a long time. Mm-hmm. I just, I want it to just supplement for now. And that's the point of side hustles. They don't have to be forever. Yes. I love that. Okay. So what, I was trying to remember the name. Okay. Yeah. Dare to grow. What is that course and yeah. coaching about? <laughs> Yes. So Dare to Grow is now going to be split into two programs. So the Dare to Grow Essentials is all of the marketing that you need to have set up to have your business actually run and make money. So it's your email list, um, having a really clear brand message. That is something brand new that is going to launch on the 26th. Um, 
uh, Instagram, of course. And then I have a lot of um, productivity and mindset lessons in there as well. Because even if you have the strategy, you know what it's supposed to do, you have it set up. There are a lot of challenges around keeping things running and not letting your mindset and you know the random thoughts that are coming up slow you down. So that's all in one monthly membership to get all of your marketing set up and running. And then I have my digital product program, which is 12 weeks to help you create, launch, and sell a digital product. So we do courses, workshops, memberships, um, ebooks, guides, workbooks, like any digital product that you can create one time and sell on repeat that can be created in the program. So that one will actually open up in December if anybody wants to come and hang out with me and create a product. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I love creating digital products. I'd rather just make them before anything else and just let it go out there. That's why I'm writing a book. Yeah. I have a planner. I have all these worksheets that I have out there. And they may, there may be like small, but it's kind of like, I have people buying my life hack worksheets. There's only like seven of them in there. And yeah. it's $1.99, but it's kind of like, why not? I remade it. People wanted it. So here we go. <laughs> yeah. And, and now you have that asset to sell on repeat, however, however you want. So if you need like cash next month, you can whip up something or bundle things or put things on sale or add bonuses and you have more products to sell. So it's a great, and I think for, for introverts, especially it's great to be able to create something on your own and kind of like hit that creative nerve, um, but also make money and have a business from, from that. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. I was like, yeah, that's very introvert of me to just yeah. create it instead of, cause like it's, a product works better for us than a service for the most part because a service is you always have to be on. You're always working with somebody doing it while the product is kind of, this is me on this end and then now it's your time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm the same way. I love going through like pre-recorded things rather than showing up and participating. Sometimes I do, but I do love myself a, a recording. <laughs> yeah, partially because then I can pause it yeah, my biggest thing. I want to pause or like, I just, I'm done listening, especially when it's been like a really long workshop. I don't, I guess I want the all the information for that two hours, but I don't know if I can sit here and listen to you for two hours. <laughs> yes, exactly. Then you can scroll through, you know, if people are getting chatty, I just want the information. So yeah, scrolling through all of that is really helpful. Yes. All right. Thank you for coming on. This was definitely very helpful and very enlightening. Yeah. And I'm so excited for what's coming up for your business in the next week or so and in the future. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for the links to the blog and my Patreon where you can get more info, check out products. Hit me up on Instagram at the Introverse Bubble or Courageous Creativity. 